Welcome to Ravel Radio. I'm your host, Kara Steinman, and I'm all about helping women entrepreneurs get connected. We live in a society that benefits from women being disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from each other, often at the expense of our financial, physical, and mental health. And that really pisses me off. I believe the key to dismantling those systems of oppression lies smack dab in the collective power of women. I've made it my mission to help remove the obstacles that keep us separate so we can join forces, build more wealth, and make a bigger impact together than we ever could alone. These are the conversations that will get us there. Who's coming with me? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am doing great, thank you. It's good to see you. I know. It's good to see you too. You look fantastic. Oh, so do you. No, I mean, fantastic. You're sweet. Your skin (laughs) looks flawless. It's the zoom. It's, you know, it softens it up for you if you want it to. (laughs) (laughs) I know. know. I'm going to be happy when it has like a hide all my wrinkles button. Yeah. I've noticed like in the last couple of months, I've noticed that this one, the one worry line is starting, like I can see it through the filter a little bit and I'm like, oh man. I either need to relax or turn up the filter. <laughs> I guess I guess it's okay to be authentic though. Like oh, of I, course. I don't know how old you are, but I'm 43 and it's not getting any smoother from here. So So I'm a 51. I'll be 51. Oh my god, you're kidding. In me. February. And you know how women who talk about it, they're like, oh, and this happens and this happens. And you're like, stop it, stop it. It doesn't sound sexy at all. Yeah. It's not sexy at all. There's not one. There's not. <laughs> Damn one it. I know. I wish I could lie and say, oh my gosh, Kara, just wait. It gets better. No, we're like, we're at the age where we go to sleep and everything's fine. And then we wake up and something's wrong. Every day it's something new. It's like, I oh, do. Wow. I did realize like I started, I have a really hard time developing habits that stick, right? Like I'm sure a lot of people do, but I really need to start doing mobility exercises for my hips because of the sitting and the repetitive motions that we just like in our life take. And I I did get into it for like a week. I was doing it pretty regularly and I noticed a huge difference, which you'd think would be enough for me to keep doing it. Right. But then I got distracted and went somewhere and came home and now I'm not in my routine anymore. And it's like, yeah. Sorry. I have, hold on. Did you see that thumb? Uh-huh. I did okay. something about, and I don't know, I can't figure out how to cancel it. Um, but there's some sort of AI button that's turned on. So if I say anything, oh. like if I get really excited, then balloons start. Oh my God. And I didn't okay. even know what it was. My assistant finally figured it out for me. I was like, well, thank you for that. Because it happened on a call. I was on a couple of days ago and the thumbs up came up for that person. And I was like, did you see that? And she's like, no, I did. What? She didn't see it. And oh. so I was like, did I see that? Was it just me? No, it's no, it's something. And I don't know if it was like the last update, but anyways, but Riley finally figured it out because I mean, honestly, there was like balloons. Every time I would, I'd be on a coaching call. I'd be like, I, I, I mean, I love the balloons, that's lovely, <laughs> but I really didn't do that. I mean, like, we're adults. like that's I, really funny. Balloons. Okay. Yes, that's too. hilarious. So, so for anybody who, who isn't on screen with us right now, because this I'll explain this uh, yeah. big bubble and thumbs up just showed up over Angela's screen. And I was like, what is that? Um, so th- this whole thing is being recorded for the private podcast. I don't remember if I told you that or not. So it's like I a know. behind the scenes. If okay. you want to subscribe to the private podcast, it's called Unraveled and you get the full uncut Ooh. conversation. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's all coming back to me now. Okay. 
I wasn't sure if I told you or not, because I'm trying to tell people before so that everybody in the private podcast doesn't have to listen to me tell everybody this every single time, of but course. I couldn't remember. Yes. And it's kind of yes. a new thing. So so the regular Ravel radio will be like the highlights and like all of the advice and the things, but not the full uncut. Like they won't know that we were talking about the 11s lines on our face unless they want to subscribe to the free podcast. And then I figure like they like us enough that they're not going to be critical of all the silly stuff that we say. I love I, it. I found that some of the most fun stuff ha- happens before and after. Yes. I so, hit record. So true. Yes. The very, for <laughs> balloons. Uh huh. See, I told you it's, we're <laughs> celebrating everything. Um, it's so true. I, I notice it, especially after the interviews, because every, the, all the good stuff has gotten out. Right. And now we're talking about the whatever, whatever. I, yeah had a recording, I think it was last week and it was with an HR professional, whatever. And we're all of a sudden talking about how, you know, like if you're going to go on a job interview, please put on a bra. And I'm like, <laughs> see, that would have been a great, would have been a great snippet. So, but it got I love cut. That. sometimes mm-hmm. too, I, I'm thinking about something, but it's a little too tertiary and I don't want to throw them off or we're running out of time, but then I really want to like share that this this thing is related. And then we get on this whole other topic. And like, sometimes conversations just bounce around like that, which is why I love doing it sort of um, organically like this yeah. too. But yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but for the purposes, oh, good, mm-hmm. good. Uh, so, but for the purposes of like this actually, you know, being structured for a public podcast, um, I would welcome you to Ravel Radio. And I'm super excited to have you because we've been talking about this for over a year and just timing hasn't been right. I think you got really busy and then I got really busy. And so I'm really excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm, I I cannot believe it's been a year. It was funny that you should say that because I was thinking about it and I was like, when did we first start talking about that? I August. It was actually, it's been more than a year. And I know it was August because when we connected on LinkedIn, I was in Whistler in Canada and I listened to the episode. Whose episode was it? It was uh, LinkedIn with Louise. It was Louise Brogan's podcast episode with you on it, I think. Okay. Is that what it was? Um, And then we got connected on LinkedIn. Right. I was thinking she mentioned me. Because I had done with her. And I think she was on Natalie's Biz Chicks. She was in Biz Chicks at the time. I think I was in Biz Chicks at the time still, too. And that's how I know. That's how I know Louise. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Such a small world. Yeah, totally. And then, but you and I, I don't think I realized at the time we're both in the Sales Maven Society also. Yes. Yes. And that's where I see you now all the time. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) when I remember to put it on my calendar for yes I know I know I I need to get better about that I know um because it's awesome Nikki Roush she's amazing everybody should know that I talk about her she's been on the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, but for people who don't know who you are and what you do um do you want to share a little bit about what Angela Foster is all about Sure. Thanks for asking. So um, yes, my name is Angela Foster and I'm a petite style coach. I work primarily with um, short chicks who run businesses, are executives, and either don't love to shop, don't love to put together you know, a wardrobe that represents their business brand or personal brand. And I do it for them to make it easy and free up their time so they can focus on conquering the world and growing their empire and making a difference. I love that you do that. You just, okay. So I didn't know you shopped for people too. I knew you have, you have some frameworks and you talk about, um, I've heard some podcast episodes with you on it, so I won't take the words out of your mouth, but I didn't know that you shopped for people too, which 
is very appealing to me because the timing of this podcast, this recording is very, it's like it couldn't be better because I'm literally getting on a plane at 530 tomorrow morning to go to New York for a networking event for that She Leads Live conference. And I hate shopping. I've never enjoyed it. I don't understand fashion. I'm very California casual. I'm I will be wearing my vans at the event. Love it. And that's <laughs> I've accepted at 43 that that's fine, but mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of years feeling like I should be more professional looking or wearing heels that are very uncomfortable so that I can fit this idea of what a business owner or or professional woman looks like. And that's required a lot of shopping that I have felt overwhelmed by. Mm-hmm. How do you do you just enjoy it or do you just kind of know you followed fashion enough to know the brands that might be good for a certain person's style? How do you right. manage that? So there was so much goodness there. And the first thing I want to say is dressing to represent your brand and being in those um, networking situations doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Like we can find things that, you know, don't make your shoes or your feet hurt and don't make you grumpy and all of that. So it's entirely possible, right? Like everybody's brand style is different in regards to like, do I just love it or whatever? I, I do. I totally love coming up with an outfit that makes my clients look amazing. It's even more exciting when they take like a mirror selfie in a hotel or in, you know, in their bathroom and they send it to me and they're like, oh my gosh, everything came, everything fit. I feel amazing. I look great. Like, cause my clients are not the kind of like mirror selfie girls. They're not like, you know, (laughs) at a music festival taking mirror selfies of themselves and all (laughs) that. So it's not, those are not the girls. Um, So that is just so amazingly rewarding and gratifying. I think the big thing is, is that it's like, it's probably like driving a car. Like when you start driving a car, you have a lot of rules and you have parameters that you stick to. And then you've been driving for 20 years and then you run a red light and you like cruise through the yellow and all of that stuff. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to pop in here real quick and say, thanks for being here. If you're enjoying this episode, I've got a special treat for you. You can now get early access to the full uncut Ravel Radio episodes, as well as bonus conversations exploring everything from feminist entrepreneurship to neurodiverse business strategies. It's a little bit like being a fly on the wall for a really juicy conversation. And it's free. All you have to do to get the inside scoop is subscribe to our private podcast called Unraveled. To get access, just visit RavelCollective.com slash Unraveled to sign up and start listening. The link is in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. I think it helps when you have some parameters around what looks good on your body shape, what is going to really represent you in the particular situation. And then it's almost like, well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. So this is what is left. And this is what looks great on me. So it's almost like a process of elimination. And then yes, you shop every day, all day for your clients and you do get good at it and you do get fast at it. So So what I love about what you just said, you do get good at it. You do get fast at it. So you've taken something that you're already good at. And I've heard your, I've heard you talk about your story of how you got started doing this. And Mm -hmm. it's like what everybody wishes would happen is that people start asking them to do stuff. Like they say, when we, when we're supposed to niche and figure out what we're good at and what we should do with our lives, well, what do people ask you for? And people would ask you to dress them. Yes. Yes. For style advice and to put outfits together and things like that. And, um, and it was, I mean, I was always in the fashion and beauty industry, so it made sense, right? Like when my girlfriends would ask me for things, um, 
it was it shocking, honestly, how long it took me to like a light bulb to go off and say, oh, wait a second. This is the most fun part of my day. Maybe I could do this for a living. Like it's embarrassing how long it took. Do like, you think, I, did you realize how good you were at it, that it was just like kind of a gift? Or did you think everybody else was just had like, did you realize that it was a problem that you didn't have that everybody else had? So probably not at the beginning. And then you know, then more people ask you and they're like, oh my gosh, you always look great. Why do you always look great? I'm like, really? I, you know, it, you don't think about it because it's what yeah. you threw on that morning. So, um, so no, I think it took a little bit. I don't think though that it really sunk in until I had worked with a few women and realized that there really is a framework and there's a step-by-step approach to it. And once you know that, even my clients who now they like to shop, and they have fun shopping because they know what to buy oh, and they, they know where to go. Now right? they know the framework. Exactly. So it wasn't until that started sinking in that I was like, oh, I think I'm really onto something here. Like it's, you know, nobody teaches us how to shop. You know, we graduate right. from college, we get a credit card. We go to Old Navy in college. So then we don't know where to go afterwards. <laughs> I'm oh, dating right. myself there probably. But No, no, no. It's so true though, because all of a sudden you have like your first grown up job. And you have to show up to work on Monday and you realize you have nothing but, you know, yoga pants to wear. Right. So, and you get a credit card and then you just start buying stuff, but nobody ever teaches us. And so how would we be good at it if nobody ever tells you what to do? And then of course, the, you know, 99% of my clients are five, four and under, which adds all sorts of other challenges to it. Hard to find petite clothes. Right. Everything's too big. It's too long. It's too whatever. So then that just adds another layer of complication to it. And it's easy to just throw up your hands and say, okay, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to live in jeans or yoga pants or whatever. It's funny that we've got some sort of parallel stories because I didn't realize I was really good at bringing, connecting people and bringing them together until my, you know, people in my sphere started saying like, you know, not everybody does that right. Right. But then the same thing with the framework. I didn't, I had to kind of reverse engineer what I was doing naturally and say, there's a framework here. There's something I'm repeating over and over again. And a lot of it is about, a lot of for me ended up being about how I think about it. It's a kind of a philosophy and the way that I think about it along with these steps. So I wondered if you might share a little bit of your philosophy and framework about how you think about this, this act of dressing ourselves and feeling good about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, okay. So, so much goodness. If I go off like on a tangent, just yeah, go me- tangent, tangent away. <laughs> so the very first thing is knowing how to dress for your body shape. And the thing with women is because of pregnancy, you know, like being pregnant, having the baby, going through menopause, um, gaining five pounds, losing five pounds, our body shape is always changing. So knowing how to create the illusion of balance, which is what I you know coach my clients on, just alleviates so much stress and frustration. Once you know that I have a, you know, like delicate shoulders and a perky bust. And so that's where I need to add volume. Once you understand that, then you all of a sudden, like you eliminate all of those like very streamlined tailored tops because it's not going to they're not going to look good on you so knowing how to dress for your body shape today but then also five years from now ten years from now as your body changes is so incredibly empowering like once you have that nailed you're like 90 percent there so 
that that's the first thing. Then when I really started niching down to your point and working with entrepreneurs and, you know, women who are going to book signings and making presentations on stage and, you know, like highly visible, then it became a situation of, okay, so how do we do that? And how can they consistently represent their brand every time they're visible so that they become recognizable? Because I mean, like, Kara, I know you and I are on LinkedIn all the time. Mm -hmm. How many people or how many times do you have to see one person for that, for them, for you to remember their name? Like, I mean, I have a lot of like brand photographers that I follow and things like that. There's very few of them that I could just like pick their name out of my brain right now and be like, I know exactly who that is. So that consistently representing your brand every time you're visible is priceless when it comes to being an entrepreneur and like fast tracking that no like and trust factor and getting those potential clients to say, okay, Kara is my girl. Like when I'm ready to hire somebody, she's the one I'm going to go to because like, isn't she the only one who does what she does? I'm pretty sure she is. You know, that's an interesting point you make because I'm always talking about the mere exposure effect and how that breeds preference. The more you see something, the more it breeds preference. But the problem is there's so much noise. Yes. It's like you could be scrolling through and if your brand isn't I like recognizable immediately, Yep. They're not going to see you and that will have no effect. Right. You're just one of many. Yeah. So that, yes. So getting that really consistent, I don't want to say brand uniform because uniform has kind of a negative connotation. I kind of love that idea though. Right. Well, and then you think about it and I think Mark Zuckerberg just had some article. Did you hear that? It was just this weekend. No, if this is new, I need to hear it. I Well, it's the same thing that Steve Jobs always said. I wear the same okay. black shirt and black yeah. pants every single day because like, that's my, you know, like that's my jam and I don't have to think about it and I can move on. Well, Mark Zuckerberg just came out and said the same thing this, this last weekend. Like he wears the same thing every single day. So, I mean, we don't have to be that strict in a uniform. I'd be fine with it. I have decision fatigue by like 10 AM a lot of days. Like it's, I was just talking to someone this morning about this actually because of the New York trip and how stressful it was for me to figure out what to wear and still be authentic to myself. And just like, this is just a phase in my life where I'm owning that part of the fact that I'm casual and I'm not going to change for anybody, but also respecting the fact that like people are, are trying to be presentable here and we want to be brand, you know, we want to look like our brand and all that stuff. But I said to them, I said, sometimes I wish I could just do the dude thing and have the uniform with six purple hoodies in the closet and six pairs of the same vans. And they would just be what I get dressed in in the morning. And that's just what I wear. Right. And why can't you? I think I would get bored just because I don't like the okay. same thing over and over again. That's probably sure. would be where I would, where it would derail me, but yep. I like the idea of not having to think about it, which is, yep. sounds kind of like what you help people mm-hmm. accomplish without the boredom factor. Yes. So what, and again, here goes a tangent, but we call it like your A outfit. So, and every woman has one, like when she's going to like, on the first date with the guy that she's had a crush on for however long, or she's making a big presentation or she's going to a really super important meeting or whatever. There's always that outfit that like automatically, you know, it looks amazing on me. I love it. I feel confident in it. I'm going to rock it. So if you look at that and to your point, like reverse engineer it, what is it specifically about that outfit and how can we take the things that you love the most about it and recreate it on a daily basis? So is it the fact that, you know, it hits me at just like the most flattering part of my leg 
Or is it the leg shape of the pants that just make my legs look like they go on and on forever or whatever? And it's, it could be something different for everybody. It is some something different. But if you can figure out what that is and then duplicate it, then you have a whole closet full of eight outfits that you love and you can just grab and throw on and not think about. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to join our private podcast, Unraveled. That's where you'll get early access to the raw, unedited Ravel radio conversations, as well as bonus content. It's totally free and easy to subscribe. Just visit RavelCollective.com slash Unraveled to sign up.